Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here with Nikki Kinzer, the well-prepared and well-scheduled Nikki Kinzer. <laughs> Thank you. I have my daily <laughs> schedule right in front of me. I'm looking at it. That's one of my very favorite forms that we've ever designed. I know. Mine too. And I used it today. Because sometimes you need the, the daily schedule. You just need to have it in front of you because, you know, crazy days like that, you got to be reminded of where you need to be and what you need to do. I, it absolutely. I keep it on. I keep it in Good Notes on my iPad, so that every and it's in its own notebook. So just when I need it, I just swipe to the right and I get a new page. Swipe to the from the right to the left because I know right and left. And <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I don't really. And and there's a brand new clean version of it. It's a fantastic little template, and I use it all the time. Yes. O T T. Nikki Kinzer. Okay, so for all the people out there that do not have any idea what we're talking about, what is it that we're talking about? We're talking about this great form. It was the great time <laughs> management thing. We did this years ago, right? Yes. I mean, it is an absolutely resilient uh, time daily schedule that includes your schedule on the right in a long column. It's a, a, a I don't know, like eight in the morning to eight at night, something like that. Uh, and Broken up by uh, the half hour. Broken up by the half hour, so you can write your schedule in. At the top left, you get the ABC, what are my priorities, big priorities for the day. And down right below that, you get a place uh, uh, with check boxes to just write specific tasks that you need that are not time sensitive. And I'm telling you, when you need something, when you when you absolutely, like you said, when you have to get something done, it's a great thing to have. So we're going to put this in the show notes. Yeah, it's in the yeah. show notes because it's in the time tracking download. So you can uh, you can grab it yourself and um, and use it as you see fit. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I just have just a little bit of follow up. Can I or it's not even follow up. Can I just I, can I give a shout out? Well, yes, it's a shout out. This is a shout out to Kaira in Saudi Arabia. Ooh, mm-hmm. That's Ask far away. Ask me why. why. What? What? Because what what's going she's on? a podcaster and she's a regular listener to this show. Uh, so shout out. To you, Kyra, because I, she told me, she said, my name is pronounced with a loogie in your throat. Those are the words she used. So I'm trying <laughs> to find my inner loogie. She is a podcaster uh, and a uh, a delightful person who has been listening to us for years. And she reached out to me for some questions and advice on building a podcasting business. And we had a lovely our conversation, her from a coffee shop in Saudi Arabia, because the world is so small now, Nikki. Wow. It's so small. That's so cool. It was really cool. But uh, so thank you, 
Kite Rep for listening. Uh, you are super fun. And um, now uh, we'll get on with the show. We're going to talk more about systems today. Uh, we, if you remember last week, we talked about systems with Marina, and she's fantastic. And we're going to dig a little bit deeper this week. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com to get to know us a bit better. And listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list. And we will send you an email when the latest episode is released each week. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us 503-664-4ADD to get your questions on this show. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget, five-star reviews and iTunes and recommendations in your favorite podcast player helps others discover the show when they need help. So pay it forward and drop us a kind review. Thank you so much. All right, systems, Nikki. How do you do that without like taking a breath? <laughs> Well, as soon as I say systems, Nikki, I hit mute and then pass out breathe. for just three seconds. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> All right. On to the show. On to the uh, show. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to follow up with our conversation last week because I think uh, last week was a great um, sort of introduction to what systems are and and uh, what needs to happen for them to work. And I know she talked a lot about them being easy and simple and fun and and all of that. And But I still get hung up with the word systems. And I mentioned this last week. It seems like such a generic word to me. Mm-hmm. It, and it, I guess it's because of my organizing background when people say, you know, I want to get organized organized. And I just kind of look at them like, huh, what do you mean? I mean, that means so many different things to different Mm -hmm. people. And I think that's the same with systems is it can mean different things to, to different people. And, and I guess what I want to do today is I want us to go into a little more specifics, um, so that our listeners can really think about how this relates to them and give them some questions to think about. And, uh, hopefully maybe, you know, they can create something so that next week they can cr- actually practice the system that they create. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. makes great sense. Let's do okay. that. All right. Well, just to remind everybody. The system that we're talking about are those action steps, right? So you have to do something in a certain way, and it's more than one thing. It's like a, an, it's a series of, of action steps to get the results that you're looking for. So I thought to start with, we would share some of our systems first. So Pete, I'm going to okay. let you go first. So what is, can you think of maybe one or two systems that you have in place that help you? <laughs> Nikki, have we met? I got hundreds. <laughs> I know. I Are know. you kidding me? <laughs> I knew this would be an easy question for you. Well, it actually makes it more difficult because I can't remember what we've <laughs> talked about in the past. Doesn't uh, matter. I'm going to be super repetitive. Well, we've got we've got it's a few. Right. So at work, you know, we've talked about my love of workflow. Uh, the the trick with systems for me is that they're retraceable and repeatable. Right? I need to be able to do a system once, and then if it works. I need to be able to do it again, which means I have to document it, right? So, right. Uh, so my systems tend to be built in in uh, this and apps that allow me to create repeatable checklists, so that I I know that I can do these things again. When I produce a podcast, for example, I have a checklist that I engage, and it it adds twenty tasks to my check, checklist, and I know that uh, the very first thing I need to do is build a Google Docs rundown, so that we have places to put our show notes. And the next thing I need to do is research the background of the show topic, so I make sure I know what I'm talking about next thing i need to do is record the show i don't want to forget to record the show press the red button idiot is what it says and then uh does it really 
Does it, it say yeah, of that? Course, of course it does. Of <laughs> course it does. And this goes to what Marina said, make it fun. So I actually, I'm talking to myself in my checklist, like, hey, Pete, don't forget this, you dummy. Because likely, if it's systematized on my end, it's because I've forgotten to do stuff in the past. And so right. I want to kind of call it out to make sure I notice it. Uh, but the other thing is that it's retraceable. That's not just for me. It's for my family, too. You know, we've talked about the laundry or, uh, you know, process in the past where, you know, I, I have these little circle diagrams and things that I do on the on the whiteboard so that, uh, you know, now that my kids are old enough to have laundry demands, so they know where we are in the laundry cycle. So if there's something in the dryer, they know it needs to be taken out so that they can move a wet load into the dryer so they can jump into the system and be able to participate. They know exactly where we are in the process. So uh, those are the kinds of, of systems that... That I use in every place, every part of my life is uh, mm-hmm. is you know something that is retraceable, repeat, repeatable, and that the family can can jump in as needed on on uh, you know these larger systems that impact them. Well, one of my favorite systems in our house is the whole meal planning system that we've created. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I love doing this because I don't. Because it sucks. It does. And uh, every Sunday I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But every Sunday that I do do it, I'm so happy that I did. So that's the key is that the, the, what you get out of it is so worth it. So, you know, the hour that it takes to actually figure out what we're going to have, do actually make up the list and then go to the grocery store. It certainly makes it worth it. And for us right now, our schedules are kind of crazy because we have two kids who are are in, in sports. And so we have to look at practices. And so the system that I created is on Sundays, I look at that schedule. I see what's happening, how much time we have. Uh, I look at my work schedule too, because there are a couple of nights where I work later in the evenings. And I kind of determine from that what kind of meals we're going to have. And I already have like a master list of dinners, like favorite dinners. So I don't have to actually like think too much about it. So I've tried tried to make it. Yeah, because it's hard when you're trying to make a menu and and then you kind of forget you know, what it is that you like to eat. (laughs) So (laughs) this makes it much easier. So I think the key for, for me to make this system work is that I have tried to make it easier, not as time consuming. And, you know, there is a little bit of self-discipline where I just have to kind of force myself to do it, but it definitely, uh, there's a lot of benefits. And I do want to include in our show notes, the meal planning, uh, guide or kit that I have. Mm-hmm. available because it does um, make the system easier and, and more ADHD friendly. So I want people to check that out. Right. Again, so because you don't have to think about it, right? It's, you it's more fun if you it. don't have to think about it. So let's talk a little, a little bit more detail about how to create an actual system. When you're working with your clients, when you, when you discover that there is some sort of a block, how do you help them get started on building a system that's going to work for them? I really like what Marina said last week about identifying what hurts the most, right? I think that that, yeah, I mean, that's a good place to start. You can't change everything that you're doing or, or create all new routines all at once. I, you know, we've always talked about starting small and, uh, choosing one thing to work on, because if you try to change everything, it's just not going to work. It's going to be too overwhelming. So, you know, I think the first step here is to identify what is hurting the most. Uh, I would want you to look at what's been getting in your way, you know, um, And then what's in your control and what isn't? And it's interesting because I think that that's an important question to ask, especially if like, say you're working on a morning routine 
and you're trying to create a system uh, in the morning. Well, you don't have control of when the bus stops on the corner, or and you probably don't have a whole lot of control of when your workday starts, right? And so those are the things that you really can't change. But what is in your control? Well, if you're finding that you're running late every day, and if you go back and look at what's been distracting you, and one of those things is having the TV on, then that's something that's in your control. You can just kind of set a boundary around yourself that I'm not going to have the TV on in the morning because I know it's going to distract me. And this is going to help me get out of the door on time and, and follow my morning routine. So I I think it's important that we look at those things. And I also think it's important that you look at what's been working with your current system. If you have a routine that you've been uh, trying to follow and some of it works and some of it doesn't, then I think we need to look at what's working and then just sort of tweak what's not. And a, a good example of this is my laundry routine right now. Half of it works really well. <laughs> which, which half, dare I say? Which I half is working the, well? I get the clothes washed and I get the clothes dried and I even get the clothes folded. Oh, wow. But then that's where it ends. Like it doesn't, they don't get into the bedrooms. <laughs> So they either stay on the dining room table, which is the very first room that you enter into my house. Well, it's Um, kind of a showcase for folded laundry then. Right. Welcome to my home. Yeah. And and I'm looking at laundry right now as we speak. Here's my underwear. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and pajamas and everything yeah, else right? that you can imagine. So yeah, it, it either stays there all week long or it stays on top of my washer and dryer. Like it's all folded and everything. It just doesn't get put away. So if I was to evaluate that system, you know, that is a, that is a system that we need tweaking. Like immediately I need to figure this out. Our, ours, ours has a similar sort of debilitation uh, it, it, where I, so I do the laundry in, in the house and I do like, I, I celebrate the fact that I genuinely, like I work really hard to do it in a burst, right? So like Friday afternoon, I'll start throwing stuff in the laundry and get it out and I'll get it folded. And I'll even put it, <laughs> I put it in front of the kids' bedrooms, Right. I'll take it. I'll put it on the floor. These stacks of their folded laundry because I'm kind that I actually fold their laundry for them rather than just throw it on their bed and let them take care of it. I also kind of want it to get back in the drawers. And that's where they had agreed early on that our system was going to be when they see a pile of laundry in the door that they otherwise would have to step over that they will pick it up and put it where it belongs in their room. Things have broken down terribly in that regard and my family no longer participates in the putting away part so we end up with these obstacles in our hallway for <laughs> potentially it could last a whole week because they yeah. they just wear the clothes right out of the pile in the doorway that they step over to go in and out of their rooms it's obnoxious it's ridiculous and yet i have not yet had the family meeting that attempts to address it i still just <laughs> Fold the laundry and put it on the floor. Well, you know, I think I'm going to take that actually, and I'm going to add that now to my system. And instead of keeping it on the dining room table where it's the first thing people see when they come in, I'm going to do that and see 
if what my kids are going to do. I bet you they're going to do what you what your kids do and they're going to step yeah. right over it or they'll bring it in, but they'll just like bring it into like the, you know, into their room and then put it over to the side. Oh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> what they do. And even yeah. like, I'll even get it where they'll, they'll bring it in and they'll put it, <laughs> they'll keep it on the floor, but right in front of the dresser, like, yes, just open the dresser. Right. And right. Put the clothes in it. Oh, oh. All right. So listeners, if you guys have any ideas for Pete and I on how to get our clothes put away, <laughs> please let us know because obviously this is a struggle for both but of us. But let's talk about what great what is great about that. For both of us, our system, our part of the systems works great. Yeah. <laughs> the, we're the doing our part. Clean. We're showing up to the game. That's right. <laughs> So I, right. I, I'm a little hypocritical because the next thing I'm going to say is have that family meeting. So obviously Pete and I need to have the family meeting. Yep. Uh, but isn't it true though? I mean, it is so true to get them involved. And this is the, this is the exact reason why is they need to be reminded of what their part is into the, in the system. I mean, it's, it's really a good reminder for both of us to do this. So absolutely, I'm going to have that family meeting and you know, it, it is important when you're doing, when you're creating systems around the home, especially is that you do get your family involved because as Pete and I are here to tell you, you can't do it by yourself. It just doesn't no. get done. It's a recipe <laughs> right? for frustration and passive aggression and all kinds. I mean, look at where I am. Like I just get to feel grumpy because nobody's doing it, but they don't care. The right. kids don't care. They're just going to yeah. keep stepping over it because I haven't been clear to them about the system and my expectations of it. Well, and that's the key is, is the expectations is really yeah. what, what are we, what is our vision here? What is our goal? And, uh, and I think it also helps to talk about why it matters. Like, I mean, you know, it's annoying to step over clothes in the hallway. I, you know, it's embarrassing if somebody comes to our house and we're not expecting them and, you know, there's a pile of laundry right there. I mean, mm-hmm. that, so I think it helps to kind of figure out what our motivation is and why this is important. Um, but outside of laundry, laundry, which is kind of where we're stuck on. But if you're creating (laughs) a workflow system or if you're creating some kind of other system, I think it's important that you identify the action steps. Like what are the steps that you're going to take to make this happen? And so create kind of a rough draft of that plan. You know, first that, you know, if you're doing like a workflow or a system, you know, I'm going to check email first and then voicemail and then, you know, have kind of that checklist of how you're going to go through your work and how you're going to put it on your to-do list, how you're going to plan. Um, but really have kind of a clear idea of what your steps are. Now, I know we talked about this last week, but I think it's, it's worth mentioning again, trying to make it as easy and fun as you can, um, especially around systems around home, you know, having checklists and timers and making games out of it and visuals. So maybe we need to make a game out of this for our children, you know, something so that they're more engaged in it, um, I think is helpful. Totally. And I mean, gosh, what do you think about reminders? I mean, how do you remember you have you have hundreds of systems. How do you remember to do them? I yeah. <laughs> they they tell me. They tell me when to do them. You have notifications? <laughs> like of what course. do you have? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I use you know, in, in terms of notifications, I have things that are constantly uh you know, buzzing and reminding me and popping up on my screen uh, at the time when I need to to do these things, right? Timers and things like that. Like I, I have to have it's a I the way I visualize it, it's a scaffolding around my brain, 
right? Mm-hmm. You, you put up a scaffolding as a support structure. So, you know, and, and then you put that mesh on top of the scaffolding so that when you're throwing debris off the building, it doesn't get, it doesn't crush people below, you know, that's the metaphor of my brain. Like there's a scaffolding that consists of reminders and timers that allow me to keep all of the debris from escaping and, and allow it to keep, stay in my head so that I'll actually take care of it and process it. And so that it, it consists of my main work management box my work box, which is uh, to do uh, right now. And then, um, uh, you know, timers, the the various timers that I have that, you know, uh, impact my recording schedule and my eating schedule and all, all those kinds of things. I couldn't survive without them. So let me ask you this, because I think that this is, um, if, if I have this question, I'm sure somebody else does, <laughs> right? I mean, it's yeah, always right, that, that right. kind of... How do you deal with getting a notification on your phone that says, okay, it's time for you to do this system or whatever it is, or this action. And you look at it and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And you ignore it. Like, does that happen to you? Sure. Yeah. I think it would be, well, I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Right. I think it happens to everybody, especially when you're compromised and overwhelmed and um, or actively doing something else that snuck onto your schedule that you you didn't have planned in advance. So what do you do in that situation? I mean, like you, you're obviously consciously making the decision that you're not going to pay attention to it. But is it yeah. something that, OK, I'm going to pay attention to it when it comes back up or is it? And I guess what my question is, is like, you know, we we build systems to help us. But then I think that sometimes we build systems not to just build systems, but they're not working because for whatever reason, we're not getting the benefit from them. And so they tend to just, it's kind of like having a fake deadline. You know, sometimes that works and, but most of the time it doesn't because we know they're fake. And so I don't know. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, I, I how- totally do. And, and for me that comes in, uh, it's actually an old GTD system or, uh, that, that I uh, adopted when I started GTD using GTD and I have used it zealously ever since it's the one system I've never needed to change and, uh, you know, adapt over time because it just works. And that is the system of daily, weekly, monthly reviews. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I go onto my phone and I go into my, well, since everything sinks, I can see the stuff that I kick down the street, you know, kick the can down the curb. I can go see all the red tasks that I ignored and, and, um, the, the things that I've, I, I've decided to intentionally ignore throughout the day. And I make some decisions over the course of about five minutes. I can run through my to-do list and I can see, you know, this, this, I legitimately don't need to do anymore. So I can delete it. This, I, I was busy. I still absolutely need to do it. Can I take care of it in the next? two minutes and just get it done at the end of the day yes uh, otherwise i will reschedule it for a time where i'm committed to do it uh, the rest of this stuff i know i just ran out of time today i'm going to push it to tomorrow and then i do the review of tomorrow and is there anything that needs to move around and generally because my schedule is fluid in that way mm-hmm. uh, i can i i'm flexible enough and i have enough time built in for um you know these kinds of emergency moves that um, I, I can adapt. You're still paying attention is, to them. Yeah. yeah, it's like we talked about last week. It is resilient, 
because mm-hmm. of that, right? My system mm-hmm. is resilient. At the at the beginning of each week, at the end of last week, beginning of next week on Sundays, I'll look at my schedule. You know, what did I accomplish? What did I do last week that needs to be followed up on? What did I skip that I need to schedule for this week that I haven't touched yet? Uh, and generally, that's pretty clean because I've been doing these daily reviews each day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can block time and do some gating on my actual calendar for the week to come that says, you know, I, I need to I need to take this care needs of some to happen, of these things. Right? Yeah, I, I ignored them because something else snuck on my schedule and preempted it. I need to fix that. And and so um, it allows me to make those decisions quickly and efficiently. Um, so it really doesn't take that much time. But you, but it, it's because that daily, weekly, monthly review is really important to me. It's it's like the major corner poles of my scaffolding around my brain. Right. Like if if that drops, the whole system falls apart. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I think the last point that I would want to bring up for today is that when you're creating a new system, no matter what it is, whether it's about time management or productivity or or getting your laundry done, mm-hmm. I, I think going into it with the mentality of practice and curiosity is really helpful because it takes away the judgment at the end of the day, whether or not you think it worked or didn't work, right? Because you're just practicing it. Uh-huh. And I think that all systems are a work in progress because they you know you're going to start with something you're going to practice it and then as you are working in it you're going to figure out what you need to do to change it to make it better or what you can delete you know what you need to add and so that's the last point that I would want to say is just go into it without any judgment without any expectation of what the outcome is right away and really just practice it and uh, and and fine tune it because then eventually it will come to a point like what you're talking about Pete where you know you become dependent on these things. And, mm-hmm. um, and that is really how you, you accomplish whatever major, you know, goal you're looking at at the end of the tunnel. So yeah. I, I like it. I do too. And it, you know, I think it's, it's scary to hear words like dependent on a system, particularly, you know, when you throw digital in there, but, but I, I also think, you know, you, you may need to reframe how you use the word dependent if dependent is a scary word, um, because it's a support system, just like people wear glasses and contact lenses or hearing aids. It, it, this is, this is the uh, the adaptation that we use, whether it's on a computer or in your day planner or Franklin Covey, whatever it is. This is your this is your accommodation, and um, mm-hmm. uh, and and if if a little dependency actually helps you mitigate um, other sort of challenges that you have in your life, uh, so be it. Absolutely, yeah, go. I agree. Okay, that was great. All right. I'm so there glad you we had this conversation. Me too. Now I feel like I need to go put my clothes away. Well, I definitely need to do that. I got laundry to do. I've got piles to create in my hallway upstairs. Big weekend. Big weekend ahead. Thank you, everybody. Hey, Uh, hey, hey. Guess what, though? What? Tell me. We have to put a little, like, teaser out there. Oh, do it. In May, something big's coming. Dum, dum, dum. And, And you kind of already sort of mentioned some of it. Yeah, uh-huh. about systems, uh-huh. time management, productivity, time management. reviews. That's right. The time, the time management course is going to be coming out in May. It's going to be called Organizing Time with ADHD. Isn't that creative? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's perfect. It's exactly it's what it needs I to mean, be. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yes. It's like you try to think of these like fancy names and you're like, you know what it is? It's organizing time with ADHD. So there you go. That's what you get. But yeah, I am so excited about this course and I can't wait to talk more about it later, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Oh, throw it hard. 
Yep. Get it into the wind, Nikki. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. We are actively developing it, and I uh, and and producing all kinds of of the. Video You're going to be part of it. I get to yes. I got a little song and dance too. Uh, yes. So that's that's coming. So keep it on your radar and uh, keep your ears tuned right here. Uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. Thanks everybody for your time and attention this week, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>